Alright, yo, what's poppin'? It's your boy Seven Sins. Uh, real quick, I wanna shout out Rox Ruga, my co-host. She was supposed to be on deck. She's a little under the weather today, which I'll catch her on the next flip, man. Shout out Rox Ruga, get better. You heard? Um, and also, of course, as usual, if you ain't got your black ice, you better get familiar. Cause understand it's more than a spirit, it's a lifestyle. You heard me? Get yours. But now let's get to the matter at hand. I got a real dope guest today. We jumping off 2021 super right. I mean, his name speaks for itself. Antonio Insaldi, the legend, the man. Y'all just some fuck niggas. Fuck niggas. Ting out scared nigga. Hang around with chump niggas. Hate day for yeah nigga. When you poppin' shit. Let's not, Let's not forget who started this. What's going on, man? Dave, I appreciate you coming down, brother. Hey, man, it's nothing. True. It's nothing. You called, you know what I'm saying? You put the word out. I see you doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nothing, man. I'm glad to be here. Nah, nah, truly, truly. And it's, yeah, you're an individual that, that I, I definitely have wanted to build with for a while to, to, to hear the story. To, to you know to understand everything that went on you know what I'm saying yeah through, through the course of everything t uh, from then till now you know what I'm yeah. saying that's what we about here on Nationality Speaks so the way I jump it off with everybody is man like hit me with the origin man where, where, I mean I know where it began but where, where did it where did it all begin um I mean in, in what kind of way I mean you go I mean, musically um, I mean for the, the man like where, where, like where you come from like where did it all start uh, for me, it started back in Dorchester, man, coming mm -hmm. here from Honduras with my family. Okay, see, I know. Um, Central America. Um, just trying to, grandmoms coming here, you know, buying a house and working at the city hospital for the Boston Medical Center. But yeah, she, you know, for mad years, uh, just holding down the family and buying the house and wanting it to be for her grandkids. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, just, just coming up in Dorchester, uh, back in the early, I'm gonna date myself, but back in the early 70s. I know you're not, you're not, you know, you, you've been here before, you, you know the ins and outs, man. Yeah, it was, it was tough, man, because we used to speak nothing but Spanish, and mm -hmm. we, it was real racist back then. Right. And we would go to school, and we would get into beefs all the time, because the white kids would clown us and spit on us and, and you know, smack our hats off our head when we get on the bus. That's how we learn how to fight. Mm -hmm. We have to protect ourselves, right. so, you know, that, Coming up and then loving music as you know, going with my uh, my aunt who lived in Jersey. As I got a little older, uh, before a teenager, going with her, staying with her for the summer. She had a boyfriend that was in the music. I used to go down in the basement and watch him, you know, listen to the different old funk records, Blackbirds, Palmer mm -hmm. Funkadelic, and things like that. Uh -huh. um, and I started getting into music. And one time when it was time for us to go back home. There was a song that he was playing from the Blackbirds all weekend, mm -hmm. and he knew that I liked it because he used to always look over there at me and be like, "You like this song? You like this song?" So when, I, when we was leaving, he gave me that album. Okay. And that album to me was like, that was like gold, man. Well, yeah, yeah, it was meant everything. Yeah. So I kept that album throughout my whole. I still got it. You know what I'm saying? I keep throughout my whole life. But that album was, to me, was saying, was was him saying to me or spirit saying to me. You like music. Take this and dig and pick at it, and whatever becomes of it, becomes of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And what became of it is, you know, my life being in body rock and you know the body rock MCs, and then transitioning, getting down with RSO. So you know, the story with RSO, I would have never got down if um, if, if RSO had a member named um, Orange Man back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he got he got uh, locked up. For right, I heard I heard about him. Yeah. I heard about him. And he was, you know, he was very, he was a real good MC. He, he was, he, he was like, back then, he was the only dude that had a solo album from the hood at that time, man. But he was an exceptional um, wordsmith, lyricist, man. And he ended up going to jail and, you know, me and Ray had a conversation and that's how I got down with RSO. So if he didn't, if that didn't unfortunately happen to him, I would have never got down with RSO. And then we changed the Made Men and then the whole Source magazine. And then I built the Antonio Saldi brand and, you know, it's a long story, right, man, but, but I'm, I'm just giving you the. You know, you know, we gonna we gonna pick at all. We gonna pick yeah. at all of that. But um, how would you describe Antonio as like as as a, as a kid? Like, what what, kind of, what was your personality then? Like, as a kid, I loved football. Mm. I thought I was Tony Dorsett. <laughs> He's my favorite. 
and football player. So that was my thing. I loved football. I loved skating, um, roller skating, and I loved drawing and art. Anything that had to do with art. Cause my mom's my mom's an artist, and I that's why I got it from her. And then two of my daughters are artists right now. So it's really like it. You know, it's just in you. So yeah, that being artsy and uh, just anything, anything that had to do with art, I loved. Nah, I feel likewise. Now, would, now would you consider yourself a troublemaker? Were you a troublemaker? I think at some points in my life, I was yeah. definitely, from no doubt, a troublemaker. Yeah. I, I, it was a point in my life where I welcomed drama, and uh, if I if it wasn't no drama, I, I went and created it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there was there was time in my life that it was like that. But um, you know, I can say now that that's the mind of a young of a young boy yeah. that 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 didn't figure it out yet that. It's living in the moment. I never was thinking about making it into my fifties. You know right, what I mean? Like right, you don't right. think, you don't. Most kids don't think that when That's they're right. eighteen, nineteen. You're living in the moment and what's happening now and how, how everything's popping off now. You're not thinking thirty, forty years down the line. But when you get that far, you realize, damn, life is to be lived. Like, it's nothing wrong with living. Mm -hmm. Cause you think back and you, you know, all of your friends, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, nineteen, twenty, that didn't make it. Right. I got I got my, one of my favorite cousins. He didn't make it past eighteen, man. And I be and now I be like, damn, I wish he was right here because I know what our relationship was then. What imagine, you know, yeah, imagine, yeah. yeah. And you you think like things would be a lot different with certain dudes around, man. right? Right. Yeah, that's 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 dope. That's dope. Now, now be, you having a love for music at a young age. When did it When did it hit you? When When did the, like the rap part hit you? Like like I can do this. The rap part hit me when um, Wild Style came out. Like Wild Style back then was a major movie. It was a, yeah. you know what I mean? That movie changed the scale. Of nothing, probably not just for me. A lot of I'm sure a lot of um dudes that was coming up at that time. But that seeing that movie, I left. You know when you used to see karate movies and you leave and you be doing. Yeah, you do all this. Hell yeah. I felt like that after that movie in terms of rapping. Mm -hmm. And, and the b-boy culture and all of that and, and you wanted to be that man because that movie's iconic but yeah that was that was kind of like when i was like i can do this and, and that was that was on the heels of me already you know loving music and being on my back porch with a couple of neighborhood friends building drum sets out of tupperware you know taking my mother's tupperware bowls and, and taking uh you know, aluminum foil and taking broomsticks and making putting fishing line on it, making a guitar like and then we would we would just lip sync Flashlight, <laughs> or slide. We would just be on the back porch, and that was just us as kids honing what we would become to, you know, music changes. Right, yeah. If you go back and listen to me rapping in, in the 80s, it's not like now, but back then it was. That was it. That was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got it. That's why I like now when people be like, oh, these young dudes, oh, they messing up right in it. I don't think so. They're advancing the culture, man. I don't, I'm not mad at that. Like, Everybody was mad at trap and don't then you know, but it's like you can't be mad because these young dudes don't know some rappers from the old school, but they should. If you wanna, if you really wanna know the history of it, if, if, of an industry you're involved in, yeah. But if not, can't be mad at them either, especially if they if they're successful at what they do. What are you gonna do? You can't force somebody to true pay pay homage to something. True now. I know, like me being, I'm originally, I'm originally from New York, like from Brooklyn, and I remember the scene as far as like cats that used to flow back then and all that. Like it was heavy, like your rite of passage was battling. Yeah. Now, was that was that your was that your lane? Yeah, battling definitely, hell yeah, definitely. Battling was at at one point that was what solidified you and moved and built your name. You know right. what I'm saying as a as an MC out in the streets, man, you, you, you get out there and battle. And that was another reason why I got down with RSO because they were battling a lot of people at that time. And and the crew that I was in, we we were we weren't battling as much and frequently as they were. Right. And and I and I was seeing the notoriety that was coming from it, but we were always cool. We my group was cool with RSO. That's that's why Ray was able to get at me and, and convince me to join his group. Mm -hmm. And you know the members in the group that I was with was kind of upset about that right, at that right. time. Which yeah, is understandable. Respectfully, yeah, respect, yeah. Yeah, respectfully, it's understood. Now, when I, when would you say like you felt like I would say you 
The first time you rocked your first, like the, the crowd you rocked and got the reaction, that reaction, you know what I'm saying? That first reaction, like, like when was that moment, like that you was like, yo, nah, like for real. Like I know when you when you young and you spit, yeah. you're like, yo, nah, I could do this, I could do this. Like yeah. when you know you got a knack for something, you know. Yeah. But then it's like when you get the reaction from the people, people is a that's when it's like, okay, it's stamped. Yeah. Like this is me. Yeah, that was that would have to be back in the late '80s. Um, or maybe early 80s, actually early 80s, I'm sorry, um, at the at the Hollywood Talent Night, mm. which used to be put on by Maurice Starr. He okay. would put on these Hollywood Talent Nights and look for talent. That's how he found New Edition. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that that event, because that event, because he was Maurice Starr, and at that time he was that, that producer. I thought I put that on you. <laughs> he, was, he was that producer dude. And so if he had an event going on, Everybody was there, everybody was tuned in. So to be on that level, on that plateau was dope. And so to, like like you just said, for a crowd to accept you mm -hmm. at that point, that's when you, you know, the crowd, one thing is to be performing. Yeah. And then be performing and the crowd's reacting. Reacting, which, yeah. So that's yeah. how that felt. Now, we, now, did you already have somewhat of a name at that point? Were Cats familiar? Cats were familiar locally, because mm -hmm. we were still young. So it was really all about living that b-boy culture. Mm -hmm. Get rocking every time you get we get a chance. Any show we didn't want no money. We just wanted to rock. It wasn't about no money. We'll rock every day for free. Um, so yeah, it was just name name wise. Yeah, we were we kind of like we were the pioneers of this Boston hip hop. Right. So certainly, dudes knew the name. Everybody knew the name in the city. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Now to to fast forward just a little bit. Um. As far as when you linked up with like with, like, um, with Ray and, and things of that nature, now what would, what would you say was your like what was your vision like as far as like did you feel like I right, we like like we as this as this this, this group here we 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 we're like we're gonna be it or did you I mean was there was there any like because I know sometimes when you going into something it's like let me just see what happens but was it like I I, I feel the vibe here I know this is this this is gonna pop this is gonna be something. Legendary, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you have that legendary mindset already? Certainly, I felt like I felt like LeBron felt when he went and joined D Wade and mm -hmm. the Heat. I think he went and did that because he was like, they got something over there that I like, and if I take my talents there, we gonna get to the promise mm -hmm. land. So I did feel like that, and, and and Ray made me feel like that. He 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 approached me, and that was his pitch. You know what I'm saying? He so he seen that. And that was the whole thing, man. If you get down with us, do you know what we can do? Mm. And because in my group, I was the main writer and I was the main person, I was bringing that. I was right. bringing creativity. I was bringing a look. I was bringing a persona. I was bringing entertainment. You know, I was bringing, I was bringing a lot right. of, of fashion sense. Yeah, yeah. That's just who I was, man. I was always fashionable. So. Right. Um, yeah, I was bringing all of that. And, 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 and one thing about um, Ray Benzino is that um, he's a very visionary dude. He can see things. And for years, he's done that. And for years, it's been good for our career. Um, and so, by you know, he's seen that. And you sometimes you trust somebody that you rock with, you trust their vision. And for the most part, it turned out to be what, what, what it was visioned to be. Mm -hmm. You know, but then there's other sides to that story right, as well. Right, 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 right. Cause like when I first touched down in Mass, like y'all are the names I heard. You know what I'm saying? Antonio Osari, Benzino, you know what I'm saying, et cetera, et cetera. That's, these are the names that always that was always coming out everywhere I went, you know, every school I was in, you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. I that's what I used to hear about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now being being that like well, I mean, I feel like now nowadays it's so that's why I know things change, but like it's so so, so much more gimmick. Now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of less real individuals that are, that are behind the music nowadays. But coming from that era, it was way more official. So now, how did that? How did the whole coming from the streets cause the rift between being in the industry and like still tapping into street life? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, you know, I know how that goes. Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a slippery slope. It's, it's something that dudes still get into this to this day. Right, right. Um, and that's the thing, man. It, coming from, this, as you know, a gangster rap or street rap or, you know, dude from the hood that's rapping, mm -hmm. 
you're gonna be involved in the street shit mm -hmm. because that's what you're rapping about. That's what you know. But at some point, when do you learn to balance that out yeah. so this over here doesn't take you and put you either in the ground or behind bars? Mm -hmm. So all of the talent and the and the hope and, and, and everything you had over here never comes to fruit because you couldn't you couldn't and didn't know how to take this foot that was still right. in the streets out when you had to take it out. Like you don't gotta just keep the foot in the all mm -hmm. oh, like kicking around like right. pull out. Right. But when you don't know when to pull out, you know, babies come. <laughs> yeah. You know, detrimental things come. But not saying that babies are detrimental, but it's just my analogy, yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah. So yeah, man. It, it, for us, it was hard to take our foot out. Mm -hmm. But we did a hell of a balancing act with the shit. Obviously, to you know, to, to accomplish some of the things we did. But you can only balance shit for so long. For so long. At some point, if the balance isn't balanced correctly, right. it's gonna cause that 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 riff, and then there you go. Yeah. The problems come. Um, now, when um, when did I mean, like you said, you already you've been a fashionable individual, so. Was was the 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 Antonio Saudi line? Was that always something in the back of your brain? Nah, that actually that was the idea that was pitched to me from across the dinner table by Benzino, mm -hmm. me, him, my man Hurst, and Dave Mays that owned the sauce. Mm -hmm. We're at dinner one day, and prior to that, I was responsible for creating our look, you know, designing our Bruins gear that we wore. Um, I was the, I was the designer of that, yeah. and. At that time, we were trying to figure out, and we were trying to maximize the notoriety we get. Mm -hmm. Main Man was kind of getting a lot, a lot of buzz, and we was like, how do we maximize where we're at right now, artistically, mm -hmm. without career? And one of the things was, yo, nigga, you've been Mr. Fashion Guy for all these years. Start a brand. We got the magazine. You can have ads, double page, front page, back, just, you know what I mean? So it was a matter of, he threw that across the table and was like, yeah, yeah. We kept eating and drinking. Right. It wasn't, we didn't expound on it a lot. Mm -hmm. But after I went home and I, you know, I thought about it, and he had, I think he hit me up the next day. He's like, yo, I hope you're thinking about that. I did. He didn't say the name or nothing. He was just like, you should start a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, he's like, we already got Rosanna. You know, you were, and Rosanna's my partner now to this day. Okay. She's in Saudi. That's oh, that's Antonio. Okay. Antonio Saldi is two people. Gotcha. I'm Antonio. Her name is Rosanna and Saldi. Okay. And so when I started the brand, I took my middle name, which mm -hmm. is Antonio, and I took her last name. And mm -hmm. after playing around with a lot of names, that mm -hmm. was the one that stuck. That was the one that rolled off the tongue real nice. You know, people would people. I asked a couple of people. They're like, Yeah, that sounds rich. It sounds like right. something. And um, and so I ran with that. And I approached her based on Benzino's recommendation that you should start a clothing brand. So that, like I said, he's very visionary. That idea, that seed came from him. Mm. If he didn't say that, maybe there would never have been no Antonio Saudi. That's, That's real. Because I was off on a whole bunch of G shit. I wasn't thinking about, I, I wasn't thinking about creating a brand. I love drawing, I love drawing our shit, making sure we look hot. But I wasn't thinking about a brand. Right. But when I did do that, it was only me and, um, and Carl Kanai. Mm. Or cross colors, okay. and he left cross colors. Okay. So I was before Fubu and all of them, and, and mm. I sat down with Carl Kanai one day, man, in, in, in Cali, and we walked the fashion district, and he just gave me all kinds of jewels, man, and that's why I don't never hold back, cause at the where he was at in life, he could have just been like, man, I don't want to meet this nigga like that. Indeed. Cause he definitely was looking in the ads, and he was like, Yo, who's this? A black Italian, the Spanish Italian dude. They thought it was just one dude, because the shit we had in there was shit that the industry never seen. Right. Leather football shirts, leather hockey, yeah, leather shit. Like, when I seen yeah. Cats with the vest on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, all right, Mr. Papa Dance, that's my Antonio Asadi and shit. I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, again, I had, I had no fucking idea. I just touched down out here. I ain't really know shit. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. That shit's fly. Over. And that was the whole thing. When we sat in my room, my cousin Tang, and these were all in the early stages of, okay, we got a brand now. You know, after I approached Rosanna about it and, you know, I had to pour her arm a little bit, but she, she came on in. But, you know, building the brand, me and Tang and a couple of my other dudes were sitting in my room one day and we just was, you know, smoking and listening to music and, and Tang was like, so what you gonna create? What's gonna make your brand different? Like, why niggas gonna wear your shit? Just cause niggas is in the sauce and blah, blah, blah. 
and he had on a bulletproof vest. And Tang's another visionary dude mm -hmm. who is very, very, he's behind the stop snitching. He envisioned mm -hmm. that whole stop snitching movement. Um, but he had on a, a, he had on a vest, the place in and everything. And he was like, yo, what if you made these? But you know, for everybody. And I was like, they just can't make those. <laughs> But then he was like, don't put the plate in it, just, you know, it's all, it's all look like this. Yeah. And I was like, let me see that. And he took it off. I was like, let me hold this. And I kept it for, for a week or so, went, went to Rosanna. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut out the pattern. And that was the first Antonio saw the item, the rapist. That was the first thing we made. That's, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's some shit I never, I never knew. I never knew that. that Tang was behind that. Tang was again dope. behind the rig. But if, if he didn't say that. <laughs> you probably know the way Yeah, and it's like I, I have no problem saying that because that's, that's I keep people around me that can inspire me. Like if you ain't around me, you can't say nothing that's gonna move me, then the fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I'm straight on that. Inspire me, dog. Now real talk, and I feel like a lot of people like a lot of people are scared of that type of shit these days again because we like we like you were saying before. Intimidated and, by it. Yeah. Intimidated by that type of shit. Yeah. For somebody else to have a have a brain around you because you wanna be the man. Like, that shit. I don't want to be the only smart one on my team. Absolutely Fuck not. Fuck out of here with that shit. Absolutely not. I don't want to start looking like food. Mm-hmm. For what? That's exactly what it would be, too. I want us all to be eating. I don't want more than nobody beside me, dog. Mm -hmm. I don't want... Nigga, if it's to be split evenly because we did this evenly together, split that motherfucker evenly as shit. That's real. There ain't even no... We don't even need to discuss nothing after that. When we need to discuss that, that's when the problems you you know is coming down the way, mm -hmm. and and anybody involved in something should know what they put in, man. Like you know what you put in, and if you don't know, get more in tune with the fuck you doing when you put when you say you putting in. Real talk, real talk, and that's 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 having a team to me. Like I'm people talking that team shit, and at the end of the day, I see a lot of people is just. It's the one go-to guy. Like that's not that's not a team. Yeah. You're that's a that's a you're a boss. And you got workers, nigga. That's right. it. Right. I don't want like nah, nigga. Everybody has to be a boss, nigga. Here, man. Right. And, my, and I've been on. I've jumped. I'm not, not jump. I don't jump shit. But I've dealt with a various individuals yeah. over over mm -hmm. my time. Okay. And it's just that that design. Like I've seen it so much, and people don't got that mentality. Like we want us all to be here. Yeah. But it's it's, it's always that I I'm here, but. You talk that hair shit, but I, but you're looking at yourself up here, yeah. and everybody gotta be under you and do what you gotta do. That's not a good place to be because you know, you know the people that you keep under you, and you know you're keeping them under you. At some point, you are going to start looking like food, baby. For whatever you want to chop that up and equate that to be, you're gonna start looking like food. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. To shoot into y'all being in the industry, y'all are y'all are really in the mix now. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, give me, give me, give me. What, what's the atmosphere like as far as like now? Now, now it's now it's the industry. Now we are we now we not that we out of Boston, but mm -hmm. now, but now we in the big leagues now. We with the big we with the cats we used to see on TV. Yeah, yeah, that was. What's the atmosphere like? Bro? That atmosphere was crazy because we we was we was for anything. You know what I mean? So once we got in the industry, we just. We just continue to be who we already were, but with money now, right? And and, a, and ability to travel when we want, and uh, you know, we 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 making records that other cities is feeling, and you know, Hawaii, we had you could be my boo was number one for like I don't know, like crazy crazy weeks, like fifty weeks or something crazy like that. Um, so we was you know we was feeling like we here now. We always knew. We was on the level of, of LL and, and right. MOP and you know anybody that was out there because we used to look on the back of their album covers and see where they recorded at. Chung King House uh, Metal. We'd go down there and record there, mm. and we would bump in the you know other rappers and you know that's how we kind of met met people along the way and met Paul C and um, you know Paul C for any people that don't know he's he's one of. It, <laughs> I think every producer who is a producer that knows him was inspired by him in some kind of way. And a real producer will tell you that he was that dope. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we just felt like we're here. We bring in our brand of East Coast gangster shit. We ain't no suckers. Right. We from Boston. And whoever wants it can get it. That was our whole mentality. We was deep. We didn't, anywhere we went, it was these. Mm -hmm. 
and, and, and everybody knew what these meant. The Boston niggas is here. And you either feared us, loved us, or hated us. Right, right, right. But um if you if you if you stepped to us then it was a whole it was a whole, was a whole situation. Game. So that was our whole mentality. Now again, like again being being younger and coming out and then getting on like the music scene, all I used to ever hear is that what that that stigma that that they hold towards Boston as far as like, oh, when other artists come here, all we do is look at them as food and that's why cats don't want to fuck with us, shit like that. Now, is that is that really the was that really the case or was it just the fact that we wasn't on them, like cats out here was just not suckers. So it was just, or people tried to like, just because, oh, we're coming to Boston. So, you know, it's like, we gonna, we gonna, we trying to overstep. But, yeah. and once that didn't happen, maybe that stigma kind of became what it was. I don't, like, what was that? Nah, we, it, it was actually contrary. It was actually very different than that. Like, mm. rappers used to come here and be scared and ask us to hold them down. They would come here and, and, and literally, you could wear my chain when I'm here. Like, Eric Sherman actually physically, you know, took his chain off his neck and was like, Yo, you could rock this while we here. <laughs> he never got that chain back. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, so it wasn't, we wasn't, like, yeah, if dudes were scared to come here, they was just scared niggas. Yeah. Nigga, they came out the womb scared. Like, I mean, we from Boston, if you're scared to come to Boston, it's not like we was beating rappers up that came here just to be beating them up. We was performing with a lot of rappers that came here. We was opening up for a lot of rappers that came here. So, I mean, nah, it wasn't that. It was, we just didn't take no shit back then. We right. was young niggas running wild, doing young niggas running wild, do. I'll put it like that. Dog, hey, man. Now, I mean, now they say, they say it's still a touch on the industry. Like, they say, like, I hear a lot of people say, like, the industry is just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger percentage of fake. Yeah. And just like you know, lights, cameras, action, all that bullshit. People, people performing like as far as who the fuck they are. Like, is that that's, is that, that's the case? That's absolutely because it's like it's like Facebook and any social media okay. right now. Okay, you can create this persona from behind, you know, wherever you want. And and, back, and it was the same thing back then. You can, you know, and it, not even now in the industry, like you and. People that are signing an artist, they're gonna tell you this is how he wants you to be. Right. This is what you should do. This is what if you want us to put money into you, this is what we want you to do. Um, this is why people put money behind the six nine dude. Right. You know, he's that, doing it. Yeah. You see, that was a perfect example of that of which what what happened. Yeah. But now he what he's doing now is he's he's making something that the hood has always forbid. He's just opening it up now it's to the point where you know it, it it's. I understand when, when people feel as though something happened and, and, and they want justice and all of that. Mm -hmm. But you understanding what snitching is all about. Yeah. You gotta understand yeah. what snitching is. Like exactly. saying or reporting a crime on everything isn't always snitching. Right. Exactly. Please break it down. Break it down. It's not always snitching. But yeah. So but when you're involved in a criminal element mm -hmm. and, you and you know it fucking know that. Yes. Because you're rapping about it, you're making money from it. Right. You're making money from it, and you're walking around with stacks upon stacks, and you, you just throwing it away. You making so much of it, and then when shit goes bad or something happens, blood spills, right. tears come out, bullets fly, mm -hmm. people get stabbed and shot. Now, you want to switch the whole shit around and bring everybody down. That's that's snitching. That's you know what I'm saying. So. If an old lady, if you've seen an old lady get killed and you know your whole life of being is, is, is not nothing about any gangster street shit and you don't even live that cold, and you've seen an old lady get killed because some punk ass gang member, dude said you gotta go kill an old lady for me to know that you about it. Mm -hmm. Which to me has always been some sucker shit. Yeah. Like just to go kill a random old And I understand what they're saying. If you kill a random old lady, it shows yeah, you don't yeah, give a like fuck. You cold as shit. But yeah, but, like but, but. For for a real man, nah. That's I'm overriding that with a big ass fuck. No, that shit's corny. So if a dude seen that, and the dude reported that, I'm not looking at at, at that as snitching, man. Because it's like you, it, it's not snitching. It's a whole nother person in a way of living, man. Exactly, so, and that's why I feel like they've taken that they've taken that meaning behind behind, and they just 
throwing it all over the place. It's yeah. like the way they point fingers at people is just kind of just ridiculous at the end of the day. Some shit I be hearing, I be like, wait a minute, what? Like y'all, y'all really like <laughs> treating this man like you would treat this man? Like that's not the same thing. Like, it's two different things. But it's I feel cool, like a lot man. of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of meanings of things have drastically changed right. over the years. Um, what I did want, what I did want to say, uh, so, so chat. Now that we 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 touched on how how the, the industry you know said is, is smokes and mirrors and shit, but was there anybody that let's say that you that you knew like any celebrity that you knew of you ain't gotta say no names that you knew of, but then when y'all took when y'all got into the industry just that you figured like was a real one, and then when you got in, guy was like oh my god like, I can't believe that shit. I would say honestly, if I really had to pick. A motherfucker out of the pile like that, <laughs> out of the deck of cards. I would have to say DMX. That. Oh shit. And I say that now. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm calling it like I see it. Right, right. No. I... DMX sent for for my crew. He sent for my niggas. Really? Yeah. He sent for my niggas. Mm. You sent for somebody. Yeah. I know what time. Yeah. Why you sent for me and your doors locked? We're here. You know what I mean? And that's how we got into it with the locks, man. He sent oh. for us. But he never came out. I see. For him to say, for him to say to us what he sent her to come tell us. Mm -hmm. Move her to the side now. We're here. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. A fucking melee happened. And and for me, I thought he was realer than that. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers can watch this and say what they want. If I send for a nigga, if I or, or niggers, yeah. and y'all are here. We're gonna deal with what the fuck I sent for you for, whether it's to drink with you, right. write rhymes with you, beef with you, shoot out with you. What I sent for you, you're here. So I don't respect that situation. Do I respect DMX as a, as a rapper or whatever? Yeah, DMX is good, um, but that's what happened. And, and, and niggas can paint whatever fuck. Niggas can take a paintbrush and paint any kind of way they want. But that's what the fuck happened. Mm. And that's real. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so when you ask me that question of um, I, my perception of somebody because the, the songs they make, yeah. And then when I seen that, I was like, I kind of lost a little bit of gusto for for um, Damn, him. That's crazy. That's crazy. Do I still listen to his shit? Yeah. Sometimes, but it doesn't have the same effect. Right. That, right. Not for me. Right. Because I, I know something that probably the average. Two million fans would have no idea. They have no idea. That's so crazy. for them to continue to like this, cool. And I'm not mad at that. But I just I call shit the way it is. We done been through a lot in this motherfucking industry, man. And we're like the under we're the underdogs. We're the we're the group that motherfuckers ain't heard from, but everybody got something to say. Or you know, niggas be like, oh, 16 years later when I put out crossfire, 16 later, I was responding to something. I ain't talked about that the whole time. Them niggas put a record out. That's for uh, locks, right? Yeah, put yeah. Down, um, I responded, nigga, because I have I have pride and I have dignity, and I feel it needed a response. And so that's what I did. And a lot, I think a lot of niggas around here was like, "Oh, why you why you going that time, man? They're cool, man." Nah, nah. But they don't know. Yeah, they don't. And they don't have no parameters and morals, man. I got fucking principles in life, man, and, and so. If you ain't got no morals and nothing you live by, nothing you can stand on and put your nuts on the table, then I, 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 I don't want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like we can, all, we can talk for five minutes and be gone. Right. Less than that and be gone. <laughs> what up? What up? All right, be, what? be cool. What? No, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. So that's great. So my man, he left. He left. Basically, he left. He, he left the the rest of these niggas to fend for what. Basically, what he's. That's what happened. <laughs> we ended up getting to a melee with his niggas and his niggas was mad tight with us. Like, we wasn't even supposed to be, we just did a song with the locks. Like, we right, because that's, I mean, honestly, just watching interviews and shit, and that's what I heard, that's what I heard, that, I think it was Jada say that shit, yeah. it was all three, I don't know, but he, they was like, yo, niggas was cool. And they were talking about that, that incident, about the fight or whatever, and they were just like, yo, this shit just got crazy real fast. You know what yeah, what it did, it escalated real fast, man, but it, it was a fucked up situation, because like I said, we was mad cool with them. You know, I had just, Designed a bunch of stuff for their album cover. I made DMX some stuff, Eve some stuff, um, Dean Wall, all for their yeah, pit yeah. bulls. I was making clothes for their dogs. 
Um, you know, so that was, and everybody was tight. But that, the fact that he didn't come out, and then this is the other thing, you know, when you got, when you roll deep, mm -hmm. you can't be accountable for every right. man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody somewhere along the way wants to prove his thoroughness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And at any given moment, that dude, whoever he is, can 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 pull a lone wolf move. Right. That wasn't called. He wasn't sanctioned to do that. Right. But he did it because he's thinking he's gonna. Oh yeah, this young nigga's a shooter. Or this young nigga's ready to stab my head. You know. And unfortunately, because he did that, and the the hostility from all of the other, you know, the dogs in the back growling, ready for action, salivating at the at, at the chance for drama. Yeah. That was just like, oh, that's all we needed. We just needed to win the blow the wrong way a little bit. And then, you know, shit turned into some bullshit. Wow, that shit, wow. Now, have, I mean, have y'all ever, I mean, has that, has that ever conversation ever come to play between y'all again? Like, as far as like, after it happened, was there like any type of conversation? Like, yo, well, Benzino did. He okay. had conversations with, um, with Jada. I mean, I think they even did a song together after okay. that. Um, I've never had no conversations with, the only one I spoke to really briefly was Jada. Mm. And that was like almost immediately after that out in Vegas, I seen him. Um, but yeah, that that was it, and, and that then that conversation was on some old, yo, you know, he approached me like, the fuck happened? What happened, Daddy? You know what I'm saying? Like, we was tight, like damn, this that was some bullshit, man. You know, he came like that. He didn't come on no, let's continue this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but nah, Jada's Jada's cool. Now all the niggas is really cool. They honestly, and that's why I was like, I'm not gonna go back and forth with this bullshit. Right. I'm just gonna keep these facts. And kick them out there and keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Like, and and anybody that wants to respond as if I'm lying, then respond. Yeah. But nigga, we all know it's a respect level thing, nigga. You can't respond if you know I'm telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing with battle rapping. Like, you don't. I'm not battle rapping to be like your shoelaces are orange and some goofy shit. Nah, nigga. I'm I'm coming for your yeah, throat. I'm coming, I'm coming for some shit. Yeah. I want to hurt you. Nah, absolutely. Like Mike Tyson said, I want to eat your kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to fucking demolish you, dog. I want to. I want you to look in the mirror and be like, damn, that nigga. I didn't want nobody to know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's real shit, though. Cause that's kind of like my 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 way of uh, my philosophy almost is that like I ain't gonna go back and forth with no no nigga. You know what I'm saying? If, especially when I know the facts and when I know what's what's, what's real, yeah. that's enough for me at the end of the day. Cause I know I could I could I could unload that clip anytime I want. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not gonna be able to bust back because it's it's a fact. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I I now nah, I respect that shit. And that's dope though, cause that's, that's I just learned some shit. <laughs> that's hell. That is super hell, bro. Real tough. Now, now to, uh, fast forward a little more. Now, as far as um, what made you want to get into? As far as uh, I seen a lot of a lot of things with film. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, what made you want to get into that? Like, was that always a passion? That had come later. That was always, you know, it was film was something that came after making videos mm -hmm. all my life with with the group. You know, working with with Benny Boone and, yeah. and Hype Williams right. and, okay. and you know, big name producers and directors and stuff and then you know watching them work watching how their art department would create things that we wanted in the video mm -hmm. going out into vegas in the desert 125 degrees wearing leather mm -hmm. just to look dope right, right. riding camels and shit like I, those things used to amaze me like wow i love this type shit and then you know one one day this dude right here approached me jv approached me one day and was like yo and this was after I had went solo and everything, and he was like, yo, you know, I'd be seeing your visuals. I think I, I can do something for your visuals. I want to help you with your visuals. Like, I'm coming up, I'm doing my thing too. We, we can use each other to create these looks. And, um, and so, yeah, and I already knew JV. I just didn't know he was um, directing videos right. and editing yeah. videos and shit like that. Cause that, you know, that's a, that's a, that's not easy to do. You know what I mean? You film and edit and all of that. So yeah, and then we just got on that journey back then. We got on the journey, we did a couple of things. And then, you know, we still had our own things going on. So we would, you know, veer off the road every now and then and go do our own thing. But then we would always find our way back to each other, work on a project and stuff like that. So, but we've, we've created a lot of visuals over the time. Right. And so now we're in a place now 
with um, Team One and J Star films and Flicky Flick films. Like we're in a we're in a collaborative effort right now to really take my vision, their visions, to a whole nother level. So that's what we were doing before we came here. That's what we're gonna continue to do when we leave here. We're you know, going out to Lawrence to capture some scenes right, right, that, we, that we really want. Like we can, we can do the scenes that we want. We could probably do them in Boston, mm. but we just, we just feel like getting out there in the world and seeing others because it's not just going there to film where we know we're going. We might see something see else that we might not use yeah. tonight, yeah. but we know it's there, yeah. or we might use it tonight right. depending on what it is. So it's, you know, the, right now the creative juices is, is crazy with us, man. And, and not only that, we you know we're working on an um, uh, EP, mm -hmm. Team One, which is myself and JV, the rap singer. Okay, okay. Um, you know, it's that it's that real grown up um, R and B, taking it back to the soul. You know, singing from the gut. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, hard bars. Um, and then not only just hard bars, because I know people who are going to say, well, he's in this sort of bars are hard, but then, you know, I, I got my LL Cool J to the lead nah, bars, because right, right. he's making sure he, he, he <laughs> in the studio, like, yo, yo, yo I need you to be LL on that one, right? So, but nah, I, I, I respect him in the studio, because one thing about JV, man, he's really, and I'm learning this now because we're really in the studio together. There was times where, you know, I got a record, yo, Jay, you like that? Yeah, that's dope. You know, put, sing the hook. But now we're actually yeah, cooking in the same cooking, kitchen, yeah, yeah. and I'm passing him the salt, and he got the spoon. And, you know, we're, we're making this this food, and um, and but his vision, me being in the game, right? As long as I've been, he'll come knock on the booth with a suggestion. Yo, you should say your bar this way. You should, you should, you know. He'll make a suggestion. But if I was a fucked up dude and thought, you know, nigga, I'm, this is my way of the highway. I would just. You know, shove him off, but he he comes with credible shit yeah. that's gonna make the record dope, and that's all that matters. Like, if it's gonna make the record dope, I don't care where the direction comes from, who I need to follow, who might need to help me with a line or two, who might need to help me with half a song. I'm beyond that. I've wrote songs for for, for legends. You know what I'm saying? So I'm beyond that. I just wanna make the best fucking song. Right. I don't care if we're in the studio. It could be an ant on the wall. If he did some fly shit, that's what it is. You know what I mean? And that's where we're going. But that's just really what it is right now. We got a dope ass working chemistry, and it feels good. That's good. Where everybody that's in the studio with us is contributing what they can. No one's doing too much. You know, some dudes is known for quick bars, quick thinkers, mm -hmm. quick melodies. JV's a melodic motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 crafting most of the songs right now already and sending them to me. And then all I gotta do is fill in my gas, but he's already creating the the the, uh, the concept, the, the the swing, the melody, you know, the, the vibe. And then so I'll come in, I might have a flow and him and him be like, nah, I don't hear that kind of flow. Normally I would be like Mickey. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But I know what it is. Right. And, and 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 when we when we do it like that, in the end, that's magic. Fucking magic. That's that's and that's a dope mentality to have again. Not enough people have that mentality. It's too like it's too bad like you can't nobody tell me shit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta get beyond that. You gotta get the fuck out your own way. That's being in your way. Yeah. And I and in life, you learn that. I was in my own way for a long time. But you get to the point where like, I'm cool with getting the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Drive, go on and drive a yeah. little bit, nigga. I want to rest anyway. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to call the fucking wheel. Fuck all that. We got a long way to go, nigga. Drive, I'm taking that. Exactly. Like, why burn yourself out if you don't have to? So we crash and burn. Because niggas didn't want to drive and the drive's like, <laughs> bam! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we every day. Everybody's fucked up, man. Right? But yeah. nah, man, that's, that's dope. That's dope, man. Like, that's some really dope shit. But um, as far as like, what's, what's, what's going on with you now, man? Like, what, what are you working on? Matter of fact, before I even get to that, like, I didn't even ask, when, is there, a, is there a release date for that, a time frame for that? There, no, we don't have a release date so right now. Working we're, just, we're just trying to take our time on the songs. Okay. We ain't signing no labels, so no okay. one's breathing down our neck with our release date. We just want this shit to be classic and, and right. something that people can feel. I respect that. So, I mean, I can't even give you a date, honestly. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Not about any other endeavors going on right now. I see, I see you doing community with it. You just, you all over with it. So it's like, 
Yeah. What's, 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 um, what you got going on in the present moment like, besides so just, that? You know? Yeah, so I still do uh, all my community work, um, helping people fight foreclosures and evictions and stuff like that, trying to help change the housing laws in, in Massachusetts and basically the country. Um, I'm a community organizer at a city like Vita Urbana, um, and they've been there for 47 years, and they've been advocates for people who get rent increases or mass evictions and mass incarcerations. They've been fighting for justices for people for years, man. And I found myself there, and um, when I found myself there, I didn't even know that I was in foreclosure. Mm -hmm. I went to them looking for help. And when I got there and started learning what they do to help people, I became fascinated by that because I always liked helping people. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to use my music, my video making ability, my, and to create visuals, I was able to use that to pressure Brian Moynihan, who's mm -hmm. the CEO yeah. of Bank, Bank of America, and Robbie Gallery, who's the regional manager for Bank of America, who lives up on Beacon Hill. I was able to find out where these dudes live at, and I was able to bring people to their houses to protest at their house. See what makes sense first, but that's what makes sense. Yeah. For all y'all people out here in the country, for all the people out there protesting and shit, go to go to the source. Yeah. Don't just randomly be out there just yeah. to be out there. Yeah. That's the shit I never fucking understood about y'all people. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah. know who y'all are. Y'all out there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you mad at you mad at the judges for not ruling right? Go to the fucking courthouse. You mad at the police? Go to the fucking police station. Be outside of there. That's right. Don't just be in the rent. Just be in the fucking street and holding shit up for civilians that ain't out there. You know what I'm saying? I remember. When, I remember when shit was shit first hit the fan. They was protesting out here. They blocked the highways. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I never understood that shit. There's a lot of dumb. They out there on the fucking highway with the state troopers out there just getting paid, watching you fools just just block traffic while you blocking people that gotta get to work, they gotta pick up their kids and all that. Shit. Who's that helping? You mad that some like one of us got clipped again? Go to the source. Why ain't you outside that house? Like you said, find out where the motherfucker who did this shit live. Go outside his crib. That's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like. It just um that was my whole thing when I got there, you know, when they do when they I I went on a couple of protests with the group when mm -hmm. I got there and one of the one one protest was in front of the bank and the CEO's office was way up there, like on the fiftieth floor. Mm -hmm. And we looking like ants and I said to my, my who's my boss now, but he was I wasn't working for them then. But I had said to him, I'm like, yo, they they looking at us sipping coffee, like they can't even hear us, like we gotta do something more than just being out here in front of the bank. Like when they go home, they're forgetting about mm -hmm. this. And he was like, "What do you think we should do?" I was like, "Let's go to their house. Let's. I mean, we'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll find something out." And I did that. And I and I went to their crib. I went to I went to um, Ed DeMarco, who was the the director of Fannie Mae. Mm -hmm. He lived in Maryland. I went to his crib. I took three hundred fifty people to his crib and sat on his lawn mm -hmm. all day. And I had all these people going to his neighbors, ringing their bell, giving them flies, telling them what he was doing because his neighbors got relatives all over the world, right. over the country. And they may have a, a relative in Detroit who he's foreclosing on, but they don't even know that he lives right across the street from that. So by the time we finished handing these, these flies out, people was like, he lives across the street? <laughs> it got to the point where they were coming they outside with their right. picnic chairs. Uh eating popcorn watching the whole thing and so we and we ended up getting him fired mm. um, See that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we ended up getting him fired and we got mel watt in there who was a black man mm. who was appointed by obama at the time but the unfortunate thing about that is he didn't do nothing either mm. and we 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 that was the whole strategic thing let's let's shame this other dude and force this other dude out so obama can elect you and when you get in there because you're saying you're gonna Right. Do what we're asking you to do, and you're for what we believe in, and the justices that we're fighting for. When you get in there, you're gonna fix that. He got in there. He didn't fix it. So I ended up getting him. I ended up going to one of his um, presentations at Harvard University. He didn't know that we were gonna be. He was doing a presentation for rich people on how to invest their money, and I had about 25 people spread out in the crowd, and we all had a queue. When they see me give them the cue, we were all gonna stand up one at a time, like Jack in the Box, and we always stand up and say something. Justice now, black lives matter, like everything, pop, 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 pop. So we ended up getting him. That embarrassed him. 
Cause all his people was like, they're like, what's going on? Man? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come here for that. You know what I'm saying? So he was trying to tell us, yo, can we talk about this another time? And I'm like, nah. Exactly. We fought to get you in here, man. Come on, bro. No more charades and curtains to hide behind. What do you want me to do? I got there's millions of people out here that's homeless. You said you was gonna fix that. So that was that's that's why I felt like if I'm gonna be an organizer. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go all the way up to the line that they say don't cross the line. Right. I'm gonna go all the way up to that line. My fucking big toe is gonna be touching that line. And that's where that's that envelope that I'm gonna push. And that's what I said to my boy. What can I do that won't bring shame to this organization? Cause I don't wanna come over here and they fuck up the name. Tell me how far I can go. And they told me how far and I could work with that. So I'm still there now, nine years later, I got my crib back, everything's cool. I'm trying to help people now who are scared and don't know how to fight right. back and don't know their rights. I'm trying to tell them what their rights are. And I'm a landlord. And I'm tr still trying to tell tenants what their rights are. I'm not supposed to be doing that. Right. That's, 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 Technically. Yeah, but that's, that shows where your head's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're not in it for what the, the rest of these people are in it for. Like, like you yeah. said, you're here to actually help. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what we need more the fuck of. Like, yeah. there's just too many people in, in it for themselves. Right. Too many people not trying to share jewels with anybody. That's why a lot of these motherfuckers out here running around angles. Like, don't know what the fuck going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like the narrative needs to be changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. bad. Like, so bad, my yeah. dude. Like, it's just, it's just, just crazy. But I do, I, yo, man, I, I truly respect all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? Talking with you for this little bit amount of time, my G, like, for real. And that's exactly what I wanted. And that's, that's again, that's, that's what I'm about with this platform here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Started as an artist, did all that shit, and I got a little deterred from it, and it's like, I right, I need something else to, to spark up, spark mm -hmm. up a fire in me, man. And it's like, I feel like this, this is how I get closer to people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I, again, I network with a lot of motherfuckers, but it's like, I get closer to people this way. You know what I'm saying? I get real in depth with people. And That's I feel cool. like people can just fall back and just really just kind of just spit it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just mm -hmm. talk about it. and. Like, and I appreciate the fact that you're here and spitting all that and mm -hmm. dropping a lot of jewels, man. I took a lot from this, my G. Nah, no, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's my thing, dog. To try to just, I used to, you know, I used to be around dudes, some of the people that used to work for me and we'd be in clubs and dudes would be trying to talk to me about, you know, fashion and how I started and what jewels I could drop on them. And, you know, my niggas would be like, man, fuck that nigga. There's bitches in there. Ain't, fuck, ain't that nigga figure it out on his own? Right, that mentality. You know, I, my whole shit was like, I, I know this bitches in there, but that, you know, I, I, I've never been thirsty for that. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, like, they, they, ain't, like they always gonna be here. Yeah, like, it was I've never had a problem with that. So my whole shit, my, I was more interested in kicking it with this dude who's telling me he's trying to start something and right. he wanted to know how to do this or that and so forth and so on. So. I sit there, drink, and, and, and drop jewels on the nigga. And hoping that he won't never forget that. Cause that's how, I, I, there's things that I don't forget. I, I never forget Carl Kanai. And I never do interviews if I'm talking about fashion or my brand or the evolution of my brand. I never talk about it without saluting him. Because he told me a lot of things that got me to this, to right here. One of the main things he told me was like, yo, always keep um, t-shirts and hats, fitted hats, or, or snapback, any kind of hats. Always keep that in your line, and you'll be alright. And that was something that it was a it was a jewel, but it, it was a jewel that a lot of times can fly over your head, like mm -hmm. t-shirt and hat. Right, I'm gonna be past that. Right. But there was a, a foundation for why he said that. He was already being successful, so who was I to be like, nah, that ain't the way. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take that and and hold on to it until it shows me it ain't the way. Mm -hmm. That man's successful. He says the way. I don't have no reason to not believe that. I'll take it, and if if a reason becomes to me not to believe that, then we'll deal with that when we cross that bridge. Right, right. That's 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 some real shit, though. I feel like you you gonna gain something. Like, how can you lose from listening to somebody who's already successful? Like yeah. they they went through steps. They they're there. So it's like you can get something from that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of dudes that don't pay that homage back though some people are just so selfish and, and you know they don't pay back that homage that they get or those jewels that they get man but that's just i think that's just on who you are who you know as people who we are and how we're made up yeah character man yeah that character goes a long way but like man like so 
I mean, ultimately now at this point where you at right now, all the things that you've done, I mean, what's what's something that you would, you know what I mean, you, you would let like, you know what I'm saying, like the youth know, man, like as far as anybody who's trying to, you know, chase something right now, especially in these times. Yeah, I mean, I, w I would just tell dudes to kind of like believe in whatever it is you, that you're doing, like believe in yourself, believe in whatever create creative path you're trying to lay down don't don't try to be like the next man because if the next man you're trying to be like is already good say as you're trying to be like jay-z or mm -hmm. 50 cent mm -hmm. why am i going to want to listen to you and you sound like jay-z well, right. i'll just listen to jay-z because it's right. the original version you know right. what i mean so right. if you, you and that's not believing in yourself so that's it got to start there it got to start with believing in and then it got to start with putting Whatever you put into what you believe in is what you're going to get out. So if you put in 5% of your creation or your brand or whatever it is that you got, then you're going to get 5%. You, you have to put 50% or more, you know what I mean, to balance that out. So mm -hmm. I think doing that and, and, and being able to, to have longevity is a big thing. You know what I mean? And that there it is. And I usually don't talk like you just. I just want to get your, your opinion. I don't even talk about politics and that shit. What you what you feeling on all this all this Trump shit, Trump Biden, what he what he did with this all insurgent bullshit thing, like enticing these people, and the fact that now it's this now the shoes on the other foot, it's them out there destroying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Destroying shit and all of that, and you you see the response that that got as opposed to what we got and. Right. Like, how you feel about all that shit, man? I feel like that's capitalistic America functioning the way that it was planned. For, for them, there's no, they're looking at us like, what's wrong? <laughs> this, is, this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate that it's like that. This is America. What's going to change that? The only thing that's going to change that, man, is really, really somebody getting in office that is for the people. Mm -hmm. um, and we can go back and forth on who that person was or is or gonna be or could have been or whatever. But I've yet to see a president get in there and really, really, really be for the people. So, you know, 100%, I mean 100%. So, Trump, Trump is like a gangster who became president. He's a gang, he's like a arrogant, brash, Powerful person with money, who 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 grew up like everything was his. Mm -hmm. So he grew into a man, felt like everything is. And, and when he got upset and didn't win that second term, he's like, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home like that dude, right, right. The, the 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 bitter dude. And now you're mad at everybody because you just thought it was gonna be a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. And then now all his people are doing the shit that they're doing. So yeah, it's it. For Biden coming in, he has to make sure that now it's, it's like Trump was dealing with them, now Biden's going to be dealing with Trump's people because Trump's people ain't going to, I think they're going to be carrying on with this bullshit. For no, they will. they will. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Biden, had, now Biden, because see, this is what Trump, we know Trump ran because he didn't like Obama. He, mm -hmm. that was, he was just really trying to prove that was his main thing. Yeah, and then when he fucked around, oops, I'm in here, he was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm pulling my dick out and slamming yeah. it on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's mad as fuck at Biden. You think he ain't gonna keep this his goons out there doing their shit because now he wants Biden to be under some pressure, yeah. like he was yeah. with the whole um, Floyd thing. Right. Let's you know. Let's see how Biden deals with this and let because he's like that. Trump's like that. <laughs> so hey, we got you know we gotta we gotta hope that this racism shit don't sprout up and be some more extra shit, man. But um. Can only Time hope, will tell. You can only hope, bro. But, my G, I appreciate you for touching down. I appreciate you for coming through. Um, again, I, it's, it's an honor, you know what I'm saying, to have someone in um, J Caliber to come through and really, you know what I'm saying, drop these jewels, kick these stories and all of that, bro. I truly appreciate it. It was a dope way to jump off the year for me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. for the podcast, you know what I'm saying. Now, this basically setting the tone for everybody else, you know what I'm saying. So everybody else got to bring it, you know what I mean, after this.
So, yeah, yeah man, I got the story, you, man. man. So, you know, this is a great platform. Man, I appreciate that, man. The fact that you know what I'm saying, that you approve, man. That's, that's dope. That's dope, man. So, here for the people, man. That was the homie. Antonio Asadi dropping these jewels, man. I hope y'all took everything in. And, uh, oh, yes. And again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black ice, baby. Black ice. And you it's good. It? It's smooth. You heard? It's flavorful. Understand? It's not too brash and hard. It goes down real nice. I like it. Support your local yeah. businesses, man. This is local. You understand? This is, this is, this is here. It's all people doing this. You know what I'm saying? So support this. Everybody else, everybody that's supporting this, it's love and I appreciate you. Just get at me on Rox Ruga. Again, shout out to Rox Ruga. Get well. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie Brandon Grimes for the Strata Wear. Face up. Yeah, we get on point. We supporting out here, baby. We supporting. We supporting ours. You know what I'm saying? So, again, tune in to, till the next time, brother. This is Actuality Speaks. Where if it ain't real talk, please just stay silent. You dig?